So real quick, before we jump into this podcast, I want to thank a couple of the main supporters and sponsors of what I do over here on the podcast. The first sponsor is USCCA. USCCA provides training, education, and self-defense liability protection. So if you carry a firearm, I highly recommend you take a look into USCCA, and I'll leave a link down below to where you can find more information on USCCA. I also want to thank Safe Life Defense. Safe Life Defense has some of the best soft body armor out on the market. It's some of my favorite soft body armor. I actually keep one of their soft body armors uh, in my car. So if anything ever were to happen, I have something available to me. So take a look at Safe Life Defense. And if you use the code ARMSCHOLAR, you will get an additional 10% off of your order. And last but not least, I want to thank Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee has some of my favorite, you know, freedom coffee out on the market. They work with a lot of individuals in the gun community in the two-way youtube world you have people like jared from guns and gadgets the gun collective um, so they really are big advocates for the second amendment and they have some amazing coffee and i drink it every morning right before i go to work and i'm actually drinking some right now as i'm kind of doing this podcast so thank you blackout coffee for, for supporting the channel and also if you guys use the code arm scholar you guys will get an additional 10 percent off of your order How's it going, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Arm Scholar Podcast. Sorry if my voice sounds a little weird. I did get a little bit of a cold, or I've got a little something going on in my voice, but bear with me. So thank you to everybody who's been supporting the channel. Thank you to everybody who's been listening over on the second YouTube channel. Thank you to everybody who's been listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and especially thank you to those of you who have been leaving reviews on the podcasts over on Spotify, Google Apple, all that. I really appreciate that, that. And it really does help the podcast over on those platforms. It helps the analytics. That is the analytics in podcast form. And of course, over on the YouTube channel, if you leave comments, likes, all of that, that's what helps those. So thank you to everybody who's been listening. Thank you for all the support with the podcast. And my goal, like I said, is to bring you guys something every single week. So for this week, what we're going to be talking about is something that's kind of been on my mind for a while. And it's a little bit more, I wouldn't say it's controversial, but it's been something that's gone around for a while, and it really is just a lot of these gun drama topics. And it's something that I've been debating in my mind about talking about for a while, and that is because it's just something that I think is a huge distraction when it comes to people in the gun community. Now, I'm going to be giving some examples of some various kind of gun drama stuff that's popped up in recent history um, in the gun community, and that's consumed a lot of people's times. And I'm just going to kind of give my perspective on these things and kind of where I think we should be focusing our attention on. And I guess the long story short, I think a lot of these things are just simply distractions. Um, I think that it deviates our attention away from things that really do matter, things that we really should be focused on. But I understand why people get so consumed with these topics, with these issues in the gun community. So the first one I kind of want to talk about is, of course, and it's going to kind of be a running theme with some of these because it's one of those things that's popped up multiple times. And it's just various controversies surrounding T-Rex arms, Lucas Botkin. There was a couple months ago some videos that came out from a smaller YouTube talking about Lucas Botkin talking about that he was falsifying some things, saying that he trained some individuals in um, special operations. And um, I guess the allegations were that that wasn't true. Um, And so really when this first started to pop up, I really 
didn't even really hear anything about it. It wasn't until later, until various other YouTubers that I do follow uh, made videos talking about this, talking about how everybody was so upset about it that it was even put onto my radar. And really with a lot of these gun drama, gun community issues, I'm really late on all this stuff, mainly because I just don't pay attention to this. Um, usually it doesn't get, again, put on my radar until someone I actually follow kind of brings it to my attention, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Um, so yeah, if you're not familiar with what happened with Lucas Botkin and this, there are tons of videos out there. I mean, I'm sure right now, even if I just go um, search on YouTube, Lucas Bodkin drama, I guess. We'll see what pops up. Yeah, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven videos just talking about that one situation. And that's just like on the top of my search engine here on YouTube. So it did get a lot of attention and got a lot of attention on Instagram as well. And I guess one of those things with Lucas is he is kind of one of those polarizing characters. Um, full disclaimer, my opinion is I do like Lucas. I like what he does over on T-Rex Arms. Do I agree 100% with everything he puts out on his social media? No. Um, there are some things that I don't like his approach of when he talks about certain things more outside of the gun world. He talks a lot about morals and ethics stuff. Um, it's not necessarily that I disagree with what he's saying. Sometimes I just think you can turn a lot of people off from the gun community by talking about that stuff. But I think he himself has taken a firm stance saying, this is what I believe. This is what my company stands for. And he's not going to hide for that, which I do appreciate that. Um, and again, I, it's nothing when it comes to me, I've talked a lot about other stuff on my channel that's turned a lot of people off, but it is who I am. And, you know, I'm not going to hide from that. So I do appreciate that he does say that, but there are a lot of things that turn people off from Lucas. Um, but I think there's a lot of good things he does as well. I, you know, again, I'm a fan of T-Rex arms. I have multiple T-Rex arms holsters. I have their plate carriers. I have, I wear some of their apparel sometimes, you know, I have been a fan of T-Rex arms for a while. I like Lucas. I like what he does. Um, do I like everything he does? No. In the same way that I don't like everything that everyone else does. There's nuance to stuff. You can like things that some people do and you can hate some things that other people do. Same way people probably feel the same way about me. They may like that I do some things and they might hate that I do other things. So again, with everything, there's nuance. And I think, again, there's nuance with everything. But when it comes to the gun community, for whatever reason, there is no wriggle room for nuance. And a lot of these topics, it's... It's so polarizing. Some people just jump to one extreme or they jump to the other extreme. They 100% defend Lucas or they 100% just hate on Lucas. Um, again, there's no room for nuance. And I, I don't understand why that is. And again, with all of this, I think it's just simply a distraction because when this was all happening, so the Navy man video thing came out and there were some reactions from Lucas about that and there were some back and forth and videos were made by multiple content creators about that. Um, and again, I think one of the ones that I did watch that I appreciated the take was Reno May's video. He's just saying like, it's a distraction, pretty much what I agreed with as well. And that's what I told him on his video. I think I left a comment saying, you know, I agree with your, your take. I think it's simply a distraction. And the reason why I say it's a distraction, especially during this time period, 
we were dealing with needing to get people to leave comments on the ATS proposed rules on frames and receivers, on the ATS proposed rules on pistol braces. We needed people to voice their opinions on the David Chipman nomination, along with a lot of other stuff that was going on, but those were the main ones. And yet people were so focused on these issues. They were focused on this drama. And I know some people are saying, well, you know, I can do both. But the reality is, and what I would challenge with a lot of people is, you know, I would doubt a lot of people who spent, you know, hours upon hours writing comments on these Instagram posts or on these videos, you know, did those people really take that amount of time or even take any time to leave comments on those ATF proposed rules? You know, as we saw with those numbers, uh, of the comments, yeah, we did have quite a bit of people leave comments on those proposed rules, but it was nowhere near what, in my opinion, and I think a lot of other guys in the gun community, what our opinion was of how many comments there should have been. I mean, when you look at my audience alone, you know, as of right now, I'm sitting around like 170 to 180,000 subscribers, you know, even if I had a majority of my subscribers who left a comment, you know, we would have had what there was on those comments. You know, some of these comments didn't really have that many. They had, you know, maybe 200,000, 300,000. I don't really remember, but it wasn't that much. And, you know, that's just my audience. We're not talking about larger audiences as well. Like Jared from Guns and Gadgets, he talked a lot about the proposed rule and was trying to get people to leave comments on the proposed rule. You know, and that's just two of us. You know, Reno's the same way. You know, he has a similar amount of audience. And we just had nowhere near as many comments left on those proposed rules. But when you look at some of these Instagram posts, when you look at, you know, all these drama videos that are put out there, you know, there's tens of thousands of comments on those drama posts. Um, and again, that's my perspective on this. I think it's just a huge distraction from what we really should be focusing our attention on because do, does it really impact the second amendment that much about whether, Lucas really trained XYZ person or does it really matter about you know he the drama after that one because it's just this revolving door of drama one week it's something and then the next week it changes to something else there was drama about you know right after that then mod light dropping uh t you know t-rex arms um as a dealer um, and then there was a response from T-Rex Arms. And then even after that, you know, T-Rex Arms put out their video, their training video, and then people were criticizing the, the training video. And just, again, so this was like a two week, two and a half week span of just so much focus on these issues that really didn't matter. And people were getting so upset about that, but we can't even get people upset about stuff that really impacts your second amendment rights, which is the ATF's overreach redefinition of, what a firearm is or what they consider to be an SBR, which is a huge infringement of your second amendment rights, but we just couldn't get people that engaged in that, but they're so upset and engaged about this little drama stuff. Um, so that's just kind of my take on that. I mean, again, T-Rex arms, I'm, it's, I don't think it's going to be the last time that we see something pop up as far as drama, because these weren't even the first ones that popped up. And again, my perspective is, you know, it's not like I'm defending T-Rex arms. Maybe there was some legitimacy to some of these complaints, but my whole takeaway is, did it really even matter? Um, 
and also in the large scheme of things, I think there are a lot of good things that come out of T-Rex arms as well. I mean, when you just talk about pure awareness about the gun community, um, I don't think there's a lot of companies that are, you know, putting themselves out there to try to bring people into the gun community. When you look at what Lucas is doing on his Twitch stream, where he's taking all those donations and then taking that money and giving people actual products and gear, plate carriers, all that stuff. I think that's really amazing that he's doing that and he's getting more people engaged the same way where he was getting people from the gaming community through him being involved with call of duty and, and modern warfare and him doing some of those stuff with that. I think that was a huge deal as well because he has reached that a lot of us traditional, I, mean, I don't even know if I'm traditional, um, second amendment community people, but like we don't really reach into those groups or we haven't been very effective into reaching into those groups and demographics. And I think he's done really well at doing that. Um, and beyond that, he's providing training as well. I mean, there's controversy about whether or not it's good training or bad training, but the, the fact is that there is options out there and he's providing options to people, let alone he's also one of the companies that's very outspoken about the second amendment. And this is one of those caveats also where I want to make where I think that's a very good thing because it's not a guarantee in our community that a gum community or a, or a gun company actually would be vocal about second amendment rights. We have to draw this distinction and it's not drawn very often between there are people who are gun advocates and then there are people who are second amendment advocates. Doesn't just because there's a company that profits off of firearms or profits off of the gun community, that doesn't mean that they're going to advocate for second amendment rights. We've seen a ton of companies who have a huge audience, who have a lot of reach, who make all of their money off of firearms, who when something pops up like the ATF's proposed rules or other types of legislations or cases, you don't hear anything from them. And that's because they say, oh, well, we don't get involved in politics. And yet at the same time, they are making their entire living off of the back of the Second Amendment. And it's the same way where you have a lot of guys who are in the gun community who just don't say anything about, you know, Second Amendment rights. Now, I understand, especially when it comes to some content creators, if that's not what your audience is and that's not the value you think you bring to people, I understand that you're not hitting on it, you know, day and night like I am, you know, because that's what my community and content is based around. It's based on the Second Amendment, you know, various Second Amendment cases, advocating for the Second Amendment, talking about legislation, various actions. That's what my channel is all about. So I understand that they might not be hitting on the same way as I am, but for some guys where you never hear anything out of them, you know, I think that's a little bit suspect in my opinion um, to purely profit off of, you know, the Second Amendment and our right to keep and bear arms and yet never talk about it at all, never advocate, never speak out, never try to get your audience engaged. And it's the same way for companies. And that's a long tangent to say at least with T-Rex Arms and Lucas, they are very outspoken about Second Amendment rights. Some things I don't necessarily agree with them on when they talk about certain you know, takes on the Second Amendment or various things. But again, at least they are outspoken about it and at least they are trying to make a difference. So that's one of those things where I give them you know, kudos for. 
But again, this is a long way to say like there was so much attention spent over those two weeks, two and a half weeks, three weeks about T-Rex arms and Lucas and really what happened. It just blew over. People moved on to the next thing, which was, you know, right after that was the Black Rifle Coffee stuff. And again, it's another piece of drama that I think a lot of people spend too much time or spent too much time focusing on. And for me, it's not, it's not that I don't think that you can't pay attention to this. And it's not that I don't think that, you know, people shouldn't make videos about it because I, even I've made a video, the first, you know, black rifle coffee issue I made a video about because people were asking me, they were asking my perspective. So I made a video. Um, I didn't make a video on the most recent one because I just, you know, didn't think it was super relevant. And I thought there were more important things going on during that time that we needed to focus our attention on, or I wanted to focus my attention on, um, you know, during that period. So I didn't make a video on the newest, you know, black rifle coffee drama. And with all of, I think my perspective is if I ever do videos on, you know, gun community drama or, you know, some sort of issue that's going on in the gun community or stuff that people are upset about. I try to bring my perspective of the video is not just to be like, oh my gosh, this is what's happened. Like, oh my God, look at this person. They're a shill or this person, you know, is gaslighting people or, or whatever. You know, my perspective is to say, let me bring you what I can ascertain to be the facts. Let me give you how I think this impacts Second Amendment rights or impacts our community and let you make your decision. That was always my perspective, especially with that first Black Rifle Coffee video that dealt with the whole Kyle Rittenhouse stuff. And it was because of that. And again, a full disclaimer, because of that first video, and I've even talked about it on those videos as well. I put out that first video and then uh, Evan Hafer from Black Rifle Coffee, who's the CEO, who got a lot of blow back because of these issues. He reached out to me. I had some conversation with him and the whole purpose of having the conversation with him was to just get his perspective, um, get what he thought or what he was saying was the truth. And then I would relay, relay what he said to you guys and let you make your own determination about it. You know, my goal was not to take what he said and then spin it or try to spin it in a favorable light for black rifle coffee or whatever. My goal was to always just be as objective as I can. And because I think that that's, again, I think we can all agree that something that's missing, you know, in our media in general. Now I understand I definitely have a lean in one way, especially when it comes to guns and gun rights and second amendment advocacy. I definitely lean a very specific way and I understand that. And that bleeds into some of my videos, but I try to be, as facts driven as I can be as neutral as I can be. And I think that's why they reached out to me. Now, when it came to this newest newer incident, you know, I had like one text conversation with Evan. It was just a real quick back and forth. And I, you know, I just really didn't care as much about this one. Um, again, if I'm sure if I look right now on YouTube, um, so the most recent issue was some sort of New York Times interview with Black Rifle Coffee. And, you know, I just typed it up right now. Black Rifle Coffee, New York Times. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen videos. And I'm sure I can keep scrolling. There's going to be even more videos about just this one issue. And we're not talking about small YouTube channels. And we're not, I mean, there are multiple videos done by multiple people. 
again, uh, and the real reason is, and if you look at some of these, I mean, just look at the views, you know, 30,000, 103,000, 62,000, 141,000 views, 210,000 views, 20,000 views, 60,000 views, <clears throat> 100,000 views, you know, it's, people are making these videos because it drives attention and they know it drives attention. And so I understand, I, I think my whole, my whole thing is it's okay to focus on some of these things, but we have to also be willing to spend at least that amount of energy on other things as well. Because I would highly doubt people who were commenting, ranting, raving on all these, you know, 14, 13 videos that I just was looking at with 100,000 views, I highly doubt those people or even a fraction of those people went and commented on those ATF proposed rules or are as, as if, you know, vocal about some of these other issues that we face, you know, but they're so outspoken about, you know, Black Rifle Coffee doing this New York Times interview. Um, to me, it, I think it's entertaining sometimes. I think sometimes it's, I guess, fun for people to be focused on those things. It's kind of like, you know, you, you have those sweets every once in a while, but sometimes you have to have the substance as well. And you have to focus on those substance issues. Um, you know, and that's kind of what my channel has been about. And I think my audience is really engaged in a lot of the substance. And I think that's amazing. And, you know, my focus has been to try to give as much substance as I can. Um, every once in a while, like I said, it's not like I haven't done videos on drama. You know, I've done one video or one or two videos on the first Black Rifle Coffee issue when I made that first video. And then Evan reached out. And so I made a follow-up video with what he said. And I made, I think, one other video. And that kind of leads me into the other drama thing that's... Po and so again, there's... I mean, I've just talked about one, two, three, four drama issues that's popped over popped up over the last like two months that people were so focused on spent so much of their time on i mean and the next one is the whole dakota meyer thing and i put out a video on that as well and that was a huge another huge drama community thing that people were so focused on my goal wasn't to you know play off of that drama thing i just thought it was an interesting you know teaching lesson and Again, one of the things with this Dakota Meyer thing is, you know, Lucas, I think, was involved in this one as well because there was some back and forth with Lucas leaving a comment on the comments from uh, Dakota Meyer because I, I guess Lucas was thinking maybe Dakota was talking about him specifically. Um, and, you know, I did a video on the Dakota Meyer issue. And if you're not familiar with the Dakota Meyer thing was, is he made some comments about not liking people going around on Instagram with, you know, wearing full kit, taking pictures or whatever, acting like they're operators when they've never really actually served. Um, and, you know, a lot of people took that as him saying, you know, he didn't like the concept of, you know, civilians having kid or whatever. And so my video was just kind of trying to shed some light about why people took issue with what he said, and then to, you know, do some substance look at, okay, well, if, that's what he really meant if he's taking issue with civilians wearing, you know, body armor or kit or whatever. Let's look at what the founding fathers said about, you know, what type of arms should we have? What was their perspective? What does the Second Amendment say? And let's take a little bit more of a, you know, deep dive look about those types of comments, if that's really what he meant. You know, some people think maybe he was just commenting specifically on maybe Lucas or other, you know, Instagram guys who wear kit or whatever. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know if those were directed specifically at one person or if it was at, you know, people at large. He just didn't like civilians wearing kit, training in kit, posting or, or whatever. I don't know if it, if it was a larger comment, but I took it from the perspective that some people were taking, which was, you know, that larger comment about the community civilians having these types of devices, items or whatever, wearing them and training with them. And I just tried to give my perspective about what would our founding fathers say about that. And so I always tried to do it as a teaching, I guess, a teaching moment in a way and to give my perspective or how I think about these things because, you know, I'm just not going to just make videos, you know, talking about, oh my gosh, like you can't believe what, you know, Black Rifle Coffee said or you won't believe what Dakota Meyer said and then, you know, just make a video and just talk about, oh my God, can you believe what they said? What a sellout, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think there are plenty of videos out there like that. And if you like those videos, that's awesome. They're out there for you. But I always try to bring, you know, some sort of education into the videos to hone people back into about what really matters or what we should really be spending a lot of our attention on. Um, and I just try to use these specific situations to try to bring people back into what is the overall goal that I think a lot of us do have and would like to have, which is advocating for our Second Amendment rights, you know, taking back our Second Amendment rights, not that they can ever really be stripped away from us because it's a fundamental human right, but to try to roll back some of those government overreaches. And, you know, that's been a lot of the goal with my channel. And that's been a lot of the goal whenever I do dip my toes into this drama stuff. And the only time I try to even dip my toes into this drama gun community stuff is if I think it can be used in a way to bring attention to what the larger issue is, which is the Second Amendment. And I think this is also where, you know, I deviate a little bit from people. And I think it's something that's kind of gotten lost as well in our community is if we only, and really this is coming from a quote from Antonin Scalia himself, the, you know, the late great Supreme Court justice who wrote, you know, some amazing opinions. But when he would talk about, you know, his relationship with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, because they were really great friends. Um, he would talk a lot about, or when people would ask him, you know, how can you be friends with Ruth Bader Ginsburg? You know, how can you be friends with all these very left-leaning liberal, you know, progressive justices? His, his response was always, you know, I attack the opinions of people. I attack, I attack the rationale. I don't attack the, I don't attack the person themselves. So there were multiple occasions when he deferred, you know, he differed greatly from a lot of the opinions of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but she was his friend and he would never attack her or any other person who had a different perspective directly. He wouldn't attack them as a person. He would attack their ideas. And I think that's a lot that's lost right now in our community. That's a loss a lot just right now in our civilization. You know, people don't attack ideas anymore. They just go directly to attacking the person. So whenever I do these reactions, so like when I did the Dakota Meyer stuff, you know, when I talked about the Black Rifle Coffee stuff, even if I ever did anything, you know, talking about the T-Rex arm, if there was any other T-Rex arm stuff that popped up, I wouldn't attack those people directly. You know, I don't attack Evan Hafer. I don't attack, you know, Dakota Meyer. I don't attack Lucas, mainly because who am I to attack these people? I'm, I'm a nobody. You know, I don't think of myself better than anyone else. 
So who am I to try to put myself above them? But also, you don't get anywhere with changing people's perspective. If my goal with making videos about the Dakota Meyer stuff or the Black Rifle Coffee stuff, my goal isn't just to attack this person. My goal and with these videos is to help spread some education the best I can. But also, the underlying hope is maybe these people will see this video. Maybe they will hear me say something that they've never really thought about before. Maybe it will make them think a little bit different. And maybe it could change some things that they do in the future. Not saying that maybe I have something 100% you know, to offer to them, but maybe it's something that changes a little bit of their perspective on an issue about the Second Amendment, about how to advocate for gun rights and for our Second Amendment rights. Um, so that's kind of been my perspective on it. And I think that's something that's lost a lot because with a lot of these videos and res you know responses to this drama, you just see people directly going to attacking the person. You see them go directly to attacking Evan Hafer or attacking directly Lucas Botkin or Dakota Meyer or whoever. Tim Kennedy was another issue that popped up recently. They go directly to attacking the person when really we should be trying to attack the ideas that that person maybe holds, maybe that's led to the underlying actions or it, whatever we're taking issue to, attack those ideas, you know, address them the best you can in the most educated way. And if you have a really good response and you make them think, um, maybe they will change their actions in the future. You know, with the whole, I guess, Black Rifle Coffee thing, if you didn't like some of the comments they made at the New York Times, address those comments, you know, explain why those are actually incorrect perspectives in a very educated way. Maybe they'll take your response. Maybe they won't, but at least you'll be able to say, you know, I didn't just attack this person. I didn't just curse them out. I didn't just try to attack their character because I know for me, whenever someone directly just attacks me, um, I just not going to listen to this person because why would I just listen to someone whose first response is automatically just to try to attack me personally. Whereas if someone attacks something I said and an idea I had, a perspective I had, and they do it in an educated way, at the very least, it makes me sit and think, okay, well, that was interesting what they said. They're challenging this idea I had. What would be my response? You know, do I have a response to this? Maybe I need to fill out this little section of my thinking more. And I think this is a kind of a la Jordan Peterson. Again, someone people take issue to it, but he does this a lot. He talks about, you know, when he has debates with people, you know, he's been faced with various responses that he never had thought about before. And it really challenged him to go back and, you know, think about what he really thought, his arguments and fill in holes that he might have had. Or if he couldn't fill in those holes, if it was a very valid perspective, then maybe he had to abandon, you know, those ideas or arguments completely. Um, so I think that's something we should all be searching for. But the, the overall issue, I guess, I have with the gun drama stuff, again, I don't think it's necessarily bad that people focus on these things. I think some of this stuff has validity to it, especially. But I think if that's all you're focusing on, if for the last, you know, three, four weeks, all you focused on was T-Rex arms stuff, you know, Black Rifle Coffee stuff, then Dakota Meyer stuff, then Tim Kennedy stuff, but you never took five minutes to 
drop a comment on the ATS proposed rules on either the frames and receivers or pistol braces, or you've never called your representatives. Um, maybe you don't even vote. You know, I know some people who spend all this time on all this social media drama and they don't even take the time to vote. I mean, right now, recently we just had the recall election stuff and I'm sure there are people out there who spent so much time on all this social media drama, but didn't even take the time to vote on the Newsom recall. My challenge to you would be, you know, if you can spend all this time on this social media stuff, find five, 10 minutes at least out of your day to help advocate for our Second Amendment rights um, and understand that, again, all this stuff, social media stuff is just for your attention. You know, all these things have views, of course. And, you know, even videos I do, they get views. But, you know, all that stuff passes. You see how stuff quickly just blows over. You know, one week it was T-Rex arms. The next week it was Black Rifle Coffee. The next week after that is Dakota Meyer. And this stuff just really in the large scheme about what we're trying to do in the community just doesn't really matter. Um, it just, it's not going to have a long lasting historical impact versus the ATF changing a definition about what an actual firearm is that has long-standing historical impact. That's not just going to affect us over the next month. That's going to affect us for the rest of our lives. It's going to affect our kids, our grandchildren, because like we've seen in states like California, New York, all of these, once the government takes some little bit of power over something, it is twice, 10 times, 20 times as hard to try to get that power back away from them. You know, we're in the state of California, we're going to be in for a long battle and it's going to be a very, very long time before we get to roll back a lot of these gun control measures that have been passed over the generations. So again, just you can focus on these things, but just always keep in mind what the larger goal is. If you find yourself getting so upset about over the social media drama and you find yourself spending just hours upon hours on these Instagram posts or on these YouTube videos, just commenting away about all the social media drama, just really think about your, think to yourself, you know, is this worth my time? Is this really going to add anything? Is, is the, all this stuff really impacting, you know, the history that is happening right now? Or is it just going to be something that's grabbing my attention? It's kind of that sweet candy fix right in the moment, but it's just going to go away. Is it really something of substance? Um, so that's kind of been my perspective. And again, I, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't focus on some of these stuff. I think some of the stuff, you know, some aspects of it has merit and some of the stuff when I think it does have merit, you know, even I comment on it. My goal has always been to try to make, use these, use these issues or use these, you know, social media drama stuff in a way that I can kind of bring the attention back to what. And I guess really, in my opinion, what matters in my opinion is whatever. Um, it might not, in your opinion, all this stuff might be way more important, but just in my opinion, I just try to use them in a way that, um, to bring the attention back to what I think is most important, which is, you know, protecting our second amendment rights, you know, protecting the second amendment and preventing the government from trying to overstep and to infringe on our rights. So, 
you know, I, a lot of people had asked me to comment, you know, on the past on some of these issues, the T-Rex arms stuff, the recent black rifle coffee stuff. And we're asking, you know, why wasn't I commenting on stuff? And that's kind of, you know, for, through this podcast, it's kind of a long form answer to those people who are asking those questions. And also it's just a good resource in the future to, if anything ever, ever pops up and people say, well, why aren't you commenting on this? You know, I, at least I'll have a longer form discussion with my thoughts about why, you know, maybe I'm not directly commenting on some sort of social media drama or whatever. So hopefully that gave you guys some insight about how I think about these things. Um, you know, let me know down in the comment section what your perspective is. You know, again, I'm always open to hearing other people's perspectives. Um, you know, I don't expect to change your guys' mind. You know, maybe you don't expect to change my guys' my mind, but, you know, I'm always open to hearing what people have to say. So if you're on YouTube, go and leave a comment down below, you know, what your thought process is about when you see this type of social media drama stuff pop up. And also, if you're over on the podcast formats, if you're over on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple, uh, go ahead and leave a review down below. Drop a five-star review. That helps the analytics over there. And also, if you leave a review, I kind of treat those as the comment section over on podcast form. And so I can see what you guys have in mind or how you're reacting to these podcasts. So as always, thank you guys all for listening. And never forget, this nation was built by armed scholars, and this nation will be maintained by armed scholars.